You're listening to the 10th anniversary episode of the Stuttering is Cool podcast. Hi, I'm Daniela Rossi. You can call me Danny. I have been your host for the Stuttering is Cool podcast for the past 10 years. Wow, 10 years. I never imagined my show would last beyond four episodes when I first thought of the idea back in 2007. But here it is, 10 years and 216 episodes later. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening, checking out my podcast, subscribing. Thank you all for sending in your comments and spreading the word. Thank you to everyone who walked up to me at Stirring Conferences to let me know that they enjoy listening to my to my podcast. It really means a lot to know that people get something out of my shows. As I've mentioned many times on this show, the seeds for this podcast began in 2006 when I was completely unaware of the concept of stuttering not being my fault at all. I had no idea of the existence of stuttering support groups, stuttering conferences, stuttering associations, nor even stuttering acceptance. In fact, at the time, Twitter wasn't even around. Facebook was only known to university students, and MySpace, remember that, was all the rage. MSN Messenger, (laughs) I think I seek you, had just fizzled out. You know, and I never even thought to Google stuttering. You know, I've I've done it a few times, very, very few times since, you know, the internet came to be in the mid-90s, but it never occurred to me <laughs> to, 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 you know, keep, you know, on searching for stuff about stuttering. I mean, I've, I've always, only, I only came across, for whatever reason, scientific journals about it. So there you have it. Now, in 2006, I was searching for a speech therapy refresher, But in the end, I didn't pursue it because I wanted something more, but I didn't know what that was. It did seem strange Uh, until the following year when I began attending podcasting conferences, because at the time I did have a podcast. Um, It was a podcast about my comics and uh, such, but it went nowhere. (laughs) It went went to nowhere. Nowhere. I had a podcast that was called Spudcast. Uh, I I used to re-record my episodes so many times, multiple takes, because I thought at the time stuttering was something to hide. Uh, sometimes I'd end up recording an episode more than eight times, and when I got tired of doing that, I would take the time to edit out all my stutterings. And sometimes that took me three hours, and it just wasn't a good use of my time at all. Once I got sick of that, I recorded an off-topic episode where I talked about my stuttering. Now, you can imagine that was the first time I've ever done that in a broadcast medium. Here's a clip. Hello there, this is Daniela Rossi of Spudcast, and I'm just moving a chair so I can sit down in the shade. Give me a second. Yeah, so you are listening to Spudcast, which is a podcast of mine. I am an I am a web designer and aspiring il, il, illustrator, and I'm also a podcaster who stud who stutters. And and in fact, today's show will be about stuttering. I mean, don't you think it's a little strange that somebody who stud who stutters is trying to be a radio DJ? So I thought that I'd spend the time explaining, well, not really explaining, but just talking about stuttering. Uh, I was on Facebook and um, maybe about a month back, and I thought, oh, I wonder if there are any groups on uh, stuttering, and I found two. So it gave me the idea, you know, I should probably do a show on on, um, stuttering, and here I am, just repeating myself over and over. So once again, I am not reading from show notes. I didn't even prepare show show notes. Uh, the truth to that is, despite the fact that I've stuttered 
since I was four, I guess. Right now, yeah, um, I've started all my life. I'm not exactly the expert in stuttering, so don't take this as me being the expert or the spokesperson for all stutterers. Um, I've never really met other stutterers aside from the other kids at at speech therapy when I used to go when I was eight, or would that be nine? That would that would be nine. You know, since then I haven't met any other stutterers until now on the on Facebook, but that's not face to face. No pun intended, <laughs> brother. Uh, my job, my day job. After that, I had the brilliant idea to Google stuttering. <laughs> Curiosity got the best of me. And that's when I started learning all about the good stuff about stuttering. Having friends who also stutter, making jokes together about stuttering. Stuttering is just something I do. And most important of all, that other people in the world have experienced the exact same things I did. The tricks that I thought I was the only one who came up with to avoid words and situations and to get others to say the words that I couldn't say. Describing the geographic location where I lived in fear of stuttering on its name, using fake names, using tape recorders when answering the phone. Now, I never really did that, but I did often plan to do that, but I never went ahead um, and did it because I knew that the sound quality sounded weird <laughs> over the phone when you play tape recorders. and But I did hear about other people that started doing, doing uh, that. So this is what I have been looking for. It was a community. It was friend, other friends who started, who share the same experiences, the unique one that I did, the same fears. They understood everything that I went through. Growing up, my friends never, ever understood as much as they tried. They, it just wasn't the same. Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't take speech therapy or I didn't take speech. I didn't end up taking the refresher because I thought that, you know, ah, this is better. Um, it's just that I ended up liking it. <laughs> never went back. Um, in any case, after that, uh, I searched for support groups in my area but it didn't seem that Toronto, where I live, had one. But there have been meetup groups and Toastmasters Club, so it was only the beginning. And there was social media. In 2007, there were only three or four discussion forums and about one or two groups on MySpace and Facebook about stuttering. They were all, for the most part, negative. In fact, one was called I Hate Stuttering with an exclamation mark it wasn't what i wanted it it was nice to hear you know share uh, read stuff that other people experience but clearly i've already lived with a negative perception towards my stuttering and myself for over 30 years i, I was done i was done Mixed in with the negative stuff, fortunately, were posts by people who shared positive experiences with their stuttering. More freedom to say what they wanted to say, order what they wanted to order, increased inner strength, and radiating confidence, which, which attracted women. Yes, women do find stuttering attractive. Perhaps it brought out their maternal instincts. Perhaps it was because we were showing how we can face adversity every time we spoke. And that's why I named this podcast Stuttering is Cool. And I did get my share of hate mail for that. Whatever the reasons behind all the benefits, I enjoyed what I had just learned about overt stuttering. And I wanted everyone else who stuttered to know. And that's when I had the idea to dump the other podcast and launch this one. Here is a clip. Welcome, cool cats. I'm Danny, and you're listening to the first episode of Stuttering is Cool. I live in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a web designer and social media geek by day and a freelance illustrator by night. I'm also a person who stutters. You're listening to the first episode of my new podcast called Stuttering is Cool. This, this is a podcast in open mic style for people who stutter. It's open mic because I want my fellow stutterers to share their experiences, their tips, their tricks, 
with funny stories and anything else. This podcast may also be useful for people who, who don't stutter, people who may be curious to know what causes stuttering and what's it like to stutter all the time. Okay, how many times have I said the word stu- stutter? Eight? Okay, let's all let let's all take take a drink. Cheesy intro, I know, but I was exploring new podcasting territory. <laughs> the premise of my podcast was to enable others to send in their audio, which I'd post this way. We all hear each other stutter and feel less alone. That's why I didn't imagine that my podcasts would last beyond a few episodes. Episodes. I assumed that the idea of stuttering in such a public way wouldn't be very popular and thus I wouldn't have any content and you know fortunately I was proved wrong audio did come in in fact my first one came I think you know it might have been on the fourth episode and came from Ottawa and I and I think my second one came from Ireland and after that I was hooked And I interviewed interesting people who stuttered from all over the world. And I learned new things myself. Social media became more and more ubiquitous. And I met and made new friends with my fellow stutterers from all over the world. Through Twitter and other social networks as they were launched and fizzled out. And some some stayed. And I attended stuttering conferences, I gave workshops, I was asked to co-found Stutter Social, which is, a, which is an online support group for people who stutter using group video chats, stuttersocial.com. I then, as you know, wrote a book that is now used as a textbook or resource or required reading, depending on the university, in a handful of universities across North America uh, to speech pathology students. I'm selling stuttering awareness buttons. And, well, I introduced Frankie Banky, a cartoon fox who, st- who stutters to the world. And just want to take a side note, I always wanted to be a cartoonist, never pursued it. And, well, here I am now pursuing it in in a way that I didn't imagine I would, <laughs> that, that, I, that I would. And that wouldn't have been possible with um, modern technology. So thank you. Thank you for giving Stutter Social a try. Thank you for buying my book and my buttons. And thank you for liking my posts and enjoying Frankie Banky. More to come. I credit digital technology, as I said, for all of this happening. Without it, I doubt I would have learned about stuttering acceptance and I wouldn't have experienced its benefits. There'd be no podcast, no book, no stutter social. As I've mentioned on my show many times in the past that thanks to affordable computers, affordable ubiquitous United internet access, we even have them in the palms of our hands all the time. (laughs) Easy to use software that anyone, anyone regardless of technological knowledge can use. You know, we can all reach out and help and support and learn from each other anyone around the world can start a blog a podcast shoot and post a video post a question and or a reply in 2007 the iphone had just launched think think about that for a second it had just launched and and it ushered in even more tools for everyone to unleash their creativity selfie youtube videos that stutterers are posting and all that stuff living with stuttering is now way less isolating and less dependent on how it was in the past which is your immediate geographical area making it very next to impossible for the most part to meet other other people that's that's stutter now from your phone, from your laptop, wherever you are, you can meet, I guess, your watch too now. I mean, look how much technology changed in the past 10 years. You can meet and have support and deal with stuttering. Man, if I had this when I was younger. (laughs) Well, for this 10th anniversary episode of my podcast, I've asked 10 of my friends to share how technology of the past 10 years or so affected their stuttering experience. 
Well, actually, you'll hear from 11 since I goofed up my math. Anywho, as you may have already mentioned to yourself in your head or thought in your head, yes, texting will be mentioned, <laughs> of course, many, 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 many times. You know, I never realized, and I know this sounds strange, how huge texting has become for us. Hi, I'm Joy Benton, a proud stutterer, and the brother and son of stutterers. With technology changing, I think it's easier for me to communicate without being self-conscious about my stuttering. With text messages, I don't have to worry about tricks to um, get my words out better. I can freely communicate without having to stress over stuttering or blocking. FaceTime is an easier, easier alternative to calling because people could see if I'm blocking or having a hard time getting my word out rather than assuming it's a technical error. A lot of the time when I call people and I start to stutter, they say things like, are you there? Or they, they're not trying to be rude, but a lot of the time it's hard to call people and, and stutter. Um, a lot of social media has support groups for people who stutter, and online there's forums for people who stutter to have a safe place to talk, just discuss stuttering, whether it's about stuttering itself or just being with like-minded individuals who go through the same problems as you, as you, it's good to have people you can communicate with. It's not the same as meeting people in real life, but it's a lot easier to talk to people online instead of driving out to places across the country in the world to talk. Um, a, a, lo a lot of... Um, Online and social media makes it easier for people to not have to talk and still get our messages across. I can post a photo or a GIF or uh, write to write text instead of having to uh, talk to people in real life, which I think makes it easier for me. Um, I enjoy talking to people still, and I'm glad... Uh, there's more awareness out there for people who stutter that it's not a problem with us. It's just a trait of our personality. I'm glad with the advances of um, technology because it's made stuttering and living with a stutter a lot easier. And here's his brother, Ke Ke Keegan. Hello. My name is Keegan. I'm stutterer. And it's hard for me to use the phone and talk on the phone to people because I stutter and people can't see when I'm speaking and when I'm trying to, when I'm still I'm trying to speak and that uh, gets me frustrated sometimes. But also in FaceTime, it helps because people can actually see what I'm doing and I think that I think that we've made lots of advances in the past 10 years of, of making it easier for stutterers to, to speak and communicate over the phone. Bye. I love your book. Let's now hear from my friend Lynn Mackey. For me, um, the internet has done so much. It's social media um, in particular. Um, I can now connect um, with people who stutter from all over the world. Um, I can get to know them, I can have chats, I can see what they're up to and it's just an amazing thing. And I think that social media um, as well, it gives you a platform um, where we can be more um, of an advocate um, for stuttering um, and share um, our stuttering with our friends and family. Um, um, recently, um, um, for International Stuttering Awareness Day, um, I did a series of Facebook Live videos um, um, where I recorded um, 13 videos um, um, over 12 hours <laughs> because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, um, and in these videos, um, I spoke about 
my, my stutter and what I think about my stutter um, and shared some of the emotion behind it because it's not something that I really talk about with my friends and family. Um, um, and having Facebook um, as a platform to put it on and was still viable and I was able to, to, to and to share my story with them and, and teach them a bit more in like an informal way. Um, um, and I've had an amazing response to it. Um, I've had loads of people um, um, like I can get in touch, I can say that I enjoyed the videos. Um, and even like people like I haven't spoken to like in a while, like kind of getting back in touch. Um, I've had friends who I've had for years um, getting in touch and saying, um, oh, I didn't know that thing about you. I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you felt that. And it's been such a valuable thing because I feel like I've shared more of myself with them um, um, and social media um, and like the internet uh, um, has allowed me to do that like in having um, like the stuttering support network um, which I have um, on social media is invaluable and it's really helped me like it's made me so much happier and so much more confident in myself so yeah um, I think the internet has definitely changed things for the better for us and uh, and because it's, and because it's given us, and um, so many more options of of how to, to communicate with others and how to share, um, our story, uh, with others. And now let's hear from Charlie Adams, speech pathologist and professor. As a speech pathologist working with people who stutter, I wage war on avoidance. People who stutter often avoid much more than they realize. Avoidance can include working around certain words or even sounds or letters. But people who stutter also sometimes avoid certain topics or events, places, situations, or even certain people anytime they fear an increased likelihood of stuttering. College students who stutter might drop a course when they see the syllabus and they realize they're going to have to give an oral presentation. I work at a university, so I hear about that one a lot. Anytime your listener can't see you, they may not know when you get stuck on a word, so people who stutter also tend to avoid the telephone or the drive-thru. So since we're talking about technology, can technology make it easier for people who stutter to avoid? Absolutely. Just think about text messaging. People who stutter are fluent when they write, whether that's email or texting or social media. But if we're at war with avoidance, then we must be opposed to people who stutter using electronic nonverbal communication, right? Well, as it turns out, maybe not. This is because texting and social media aren't just popular for people who stutter, they're popular for just about everyone, especially people under 30. If we ask people who stutter to avoid these things, then we're asking them to be different, even more different than their friends who don't stutter. Technology is actually a wonderful tool for people who stutter. I think this is most apparent when it helps connect people who stutter with each other. When I first began working with stuttering a long time ago, I quickly realized that people who stutter need to get together so that they can support, they can get support beyond what therapy can provide. That's when I established a local chapter of the National Stuttering Association. I now see people who stutter getting together through stuttering groups on Facebook, through blogs about stuttering, and through podcasts on stuttering. I see this when friendships that begun at an NSA conference actually grow stronger through texting and social media until they meet again at the next conference. And now, people who stutter can connect over the internet face-to-face -face in real time with Stutter Social. So while therapy can help people who stutter, support will always help. And thanks to technology, that support is accessible to nearly everyone. Hi, my name is Usman Jala. I'm a passing home stammer, and I've been stammering for the past 32 years of my life. I just want to talk about how technology helped me in my stammering. I first uh, want to start with uh, the email part of it, with 
with the technology i have an option you know to, to send an email to people who i think i might not face in real life to talk to so the internet has given me the chance to send emails and of course to use words that i would have not used in real life because there are some words i just try to stop or i hardly use them when talking to people but through email i i, I can use such words uh the other part of it is the text on our phones you know there are times uh calling people to maybe you know it's a bit you know there is that fear that the man or the person you are you are to talk to might might not understand you well so sending a text will 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 just solve that again that has also helped a lot the other part is the uh okay i have worked with a telecom a company in my country for for the past 13 years and my role has has now is i'm the senior manager of finance so there are a lot of times we have board meetings you know senior management meetings but i would rather i i would rather prefer to have that done through a through a conference meeting that has helped me a lot because maybe there are some people out there who I I may not like to face face or to share a, share a table with. But with the help of the conference call, you know, that has helped me a lot. You know, it has helped me to pass on the message that I have in mind without much fear or much stress in me. Well, to just summarize it all, I think the technology has given me the option to communicate you know at my own will without fear or or otherwise yes uh i think uh basically that's 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 a quick summary of how it has helped me per se and i'm sure the same thing applies to others too thank you very much daniel this is my 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 own part do have a have a good day sir thank you hi my name is anita bloom and i live in sweden i've been thinking about technology and what it does to me um it has different effects on my speech for example now that i'm recording my speech i don't stutter at all i'm not sure why that is because as soon as i talk to people or as soon as i lift the phone i stutter but somehow I don't stutter when I'm speaking on an answering machine. So it might have something to do with communication, anxiety. Um, I don't know. What I do know is that I love technology and I use it a lot. Um, n- not only speech-wise, I, I like to, f- to, to find information on the internet. Um, I like to contact people from all over the world. Um, I like to meet new people and also for people who stutter. I think it's a great tool because you get to meet people who stutter from all over the world. Uh, you can find this wealth of information about stuttering. Uh, what is it about? What can you do about it? Other other people who stutter. Um, technology is also good if you use it as a, as a helpful tool. For example, I was very much afraid of the telephone. So I got myself a Duff device, delayed auditory feedback. And... Um, it didn't cure me, but it did help to get rid of my fear of the phone. I still don't like the phone, but I'm I'm no longer afraid of it. So I do use the phone. I stutter on the phone, but um, at, at least I I now got rid of my fear of the phone, and that has been amazingly helpful. I also love these uh, uh, tools where you can. Where you can speak with other people, like uh, um, um, 
Viber, WhatsApp, um, Skype. Um, also for for people who stutter, you have this um, you have this stutter social where where people from all over the world can speak to to other people who stutter, and it's a great way to get connected to to others. And there we can all speak freely without having any any fear of stuttering. Because on the other hand, and there are people who stutter. I love those Facebook groups. I love those chat groups. But of course, there's all, always a risk. Because there might be people who have great stuttering anxiety. And who will use, who will use only um, the writing possibilities so they only chat through writing because now you can now you can write emails instead of meeting people now you can send pictures and then any kind of information instead of meeting people and um, I remember so well I was I was so afraid of stuttering on the phone so I rather drove miles and miles to meet people eye to eye instead of um, instead of calling them, but I find it easier to to talk to people when I see them. So I like to use those um, uh, uh, video chat abilities because it makes it easier for me. So um, I think most of it is positive for us people who stutter, um, as long as you don't use it as an instead of but you use it as a tool as a helpful tool as a friend but never forget there's nothing better than meeting others seeing eye to eye and give them a good proper hug so technology great but people are people okay have a nice day bye we now go to Iceland, where we hear from my friend Satu. I could call a development of technology in the past 10 years kind of like development of comfort zone for people who stutter. For example, if you think about before when you wanted to reach someone you actually had to call to the landline phone or for example go to somebody's door and knock the door and try to reach the, a person but nowadays it is so easy just uh, send a message or contact uh, by email or by social media so the world has actually come pretty place for a person who stutters, but is it actually too easy? Like I know, of course, I know it from my own experience. Of course, it benefits you when you have to give an online presentations or even search for the job. I had a once uh, the job interview. I actually recorded first and sent to the. Um, employer and I actually got the job and I'm still thinking like hmm if I would have been in a real job interview would have I got the place but yeah anyways we can also think about this topic in, from another point if you can do everything online without actually speaking in the real life. It doesn't actually challenge you to practice your speaking in the real life uh, situations. And you don't actually, when you're giving a presentation at home, you don't actually see your class mates and you don't actually uh, realize that they can be also really terrified of uh, public speaking in uh, general. Like even they would not have a stutter. So... You are quite much in your comfort zone. And it is like how you can actually overcome your fears if you always stay at your comfort zone. Do you go somewhere in your life to some better direction? 
I think we sometimes need a bit of challenge. So yeah, but I have to still admit that the lazy days, they can be quite comfortable. I like it sometimes as well, but it is actually good sometimes to push your limits and give a real life presentation where you stutter as well. Like, as you can see, I'm recording this this short speech and not stuttering at all because I'm uh, I'm alone. So am I actually challenging myself so much? No, actually not. We now hear from Udi Schneider, speech-language pathologist. Good morning and thanks for having me, uh, Danielle. I think what you're doing is amazing and the podcast is extraordinary. And not to mention the book, Stuttering is Cool. I think it's one of the most unique and penetrating pieces of pen to paper that people can access in the way that it presents things in an illustrated fashion in a condensed way that really gets to the point and to the heart of the experience of what it is to be a person who stutters and the journey from from shame and hiding to living and expressing oneself fully. And I just want to commend you on everything that you do for the community through your podcast and through the books. And you should continue to put your creativity and your story into the words uh, that you share and into the pictures that you produce and keep putting stuff out there on behalf of myself and the professional community and all the people that enjoy listening and reading your work. We look forward to more and more. So focusing on the theme Uh, celebrating 10 years of the podcast and also thinking about the theme of technology and how that impacts what people can do, what are some of the upsides and also some of the concerns. I thought to focus on three points and one is technology gives us incredible community, it gives us access and it makes things easy and I'll break each of those down. I think that in terms of community like never before, the, the ability to be part of and to connect with other people who stutter is something that technology has enabled us to do in a way that's exponentially networked us together. And if you think about how we met, you know, Danielle, we met through Twitter. And I think I was following you and you were following me and we had some back and forth. And at some point I was delivering a conference presentation overseas. I needed someone to help me translate Uh, the abstract which needed to have language expertise as well as familiarity with stuttering and you introduced me to somebody or someone introduced me to you and it was just an unbelievable thing how community uh, leveraging social media and technology was able to put different people in touch with each other in ways that there was no way that could have happened before so the idea of community the opportunity to join self-help groups like stutter social which is an incredible platform for self-help and getting to see and meet and connect with other people who stutter and other opportunities like that. So the opportunities for community have been amplified tremendously by technology. The next is the idea of access, the ability to access really great content, to access really great self-help content, to access really good professional content, the ability to scale and to reach way beyond any previous borders of uh, geography, even barriers of language, and certainly barriers of of access like money. Uh, The idea that you can reach and listen to podcasts like Stutter Talk and hear from professionals and other leaders in the field in terms of research and clinical care and also self-help. The ability to listen to podcasts like this one as well as being able to access webinars and talks, TED Talks and others that are available online either for free or for a fee. It gives people the opportunity to access great information, great content, and in addition to that, for people that are looking for help, looking for someone to be a guide in their own journey in finding their voice and really finding a way to express themselves and live more fully, uh, whether they stutter or not, you can access help literally across the country and around the world. So people that find themselves 
in places where there isn't a lot of professional care available, the internet and technology gives people the opportunity to access the best care because you can transcend boundaries that might otherwise be quite formidable by using technology to connect and bring people face to face from the comfort of their own home. And uh, I would say the last point is the idea of ease. Um, I think that technology for people who stutter brings a level of ease, both in terms of finding alternative ways to communicate. So for someone who finds it very hard to express themselves through spoken word, technology, uh, whether it's communicating with support through a chat box or a bot, whether it's messaging, uh, texting, email, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, all these different platforms enable people to choose at sometimes to use a telephone, sometimes use video conferencing, sometimes use face-to-face, -face, and at other times choose to use chat uh, and this written word to communicate. So technology makes that easier. Technology also makes it easier for people who want to practice Maybe uh, they want to practice their speech skills. So our clients often will use WhatsApp uh, voice notes as a way to send their friends or their family or their clinician uh, practice uh, messages. They can use voicemail. Things like Google Voice is something that we leverage quite a bit. So people can practice making phone calls and leaving voicemails, which is something really important in daily life. And they can do that in a way that they practice by calling our phone our Google Voice number and that records an MP3 recording which we can then share with them and certainly we can monitor how they're doing and instead of having to come in for a full appointment seven days a week they can come in uh, on some frequency that's fitting for their schedule and their needs and in between that time they can use technology to easily be in contact with their therapist to easily practice and have pretty immediate feedback. Um, and of course, the flip side of all this is the danger and the risk of technology is that as much as it can be used to build community and to build access and to build ease, it can also destroy the fundamental connection that we have, which is person to person, you know, heart to heart, breath to be breath, to breath, to share time and space together. And if we're not careful, we can become completely and utterly lost in the technology and lose ourselves in the technology and certainly lose the connection with other people if we get too caught up with the technology and that's really important to bear in mind and the other part of that is the idea that as much as it gives you access to great content and great information it also gives you access to really bad content and so very often I'm meeting parents and people who stutter and I tell them you know, stop Googling, stop reading all over the internet. You need to decide how you're going to filter what information you're going to trust and what information you're not. And you'll do yourself a favor by deciding who's going to be or what's going to be the criteria or who's going to be the filter or the quarterback for you to know that you're getting good information and not misinformation. People that rely too much on cruising around on Dr. Google often end up in the best case scenario with a lot of um, mixed messages and conflicting information and in the worst case scenario uh, absolutely misinformation that can be quite harmful and at other times being sucked into all kinds of scams and gimmicks of people that are promising a cure uh, for quite a bit of money uh, or for not a lot of money but promising cures that are just way beyond what we know to be ethical and reasonable and helpful. So those are some of the risks of technology. But overall, as, uh, as you can see by the fact that we're doing this leveraging technology, and there are probably people listening to this from all over the world, and I know Danielle would love to hear where you're from. So if you're listening to this, let us know how you use technology, what are some of the upsides and, and ways you found technology be really helpful, and maybe what are some of the concerns and ways that you think you're, you're finding you need to be more careful uh, about how you embrace technology in this day and age given how it can help and also how it can hurt your communication success. I wish everybody a great day, great week, and continued success to this podcast. And Danielle, keep it up. Thanks for having me. Hi, Danielle. This is Pam, and I'm delighted to be included um, as part of your pod podcast on how technology has helped or changed the stuttering experience over the last 10, 10 years. I've been a stutter social host um, for about 
for over four years now. And that has been an amazing experience, um, being able to facilitate conversations with people from all over the world um, has truly been humbling and fascinating at the same time. Um, to have people come into the Stutter Social group hang hangout, which is a video chat chat room sometimes for the first time and sometimes for the first time meeting other people who stutter it's just amazing to see people's reactions and to see them feeling so relieved that they've met somebody else who stuttered um comfortable that they can be themselves with other people people who get the experience and it's also been like I said humbling for me as a host to be able to facilitate some of these life-changing mo 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 moments for people who otherwise um, may have continued to feel isolated and alone with their stuttering. So I I truly believe that technology has enhanced the stuttering experience. We've been able to come together in ways that um, were never imagined 15 years ago. And just to be able to sit in my dining room and facilitate conversation with people from all over the United States and some some sometimes from um other parts of the world is just a really cool experience. I also sometimes participate in hang hang hangouts not just as the host or the facilitator, but sometimes I um get involved for myself to connect with other pe- people to uh feel supported and to um feel like um I'm talking to people um who 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 are part of my tribe um I like to call 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 that so it's also Sutter social the hangouts is also a great way to connect with people in between um stuttering con con conferences and events you don't have to wait for once a year for the National Stuttering Associations Conference to catch up with people that you only see at those annual events. Um, And you can also use Google Hangouts for an informal conversation anytime with anybody that stutters um, in your community. I also just want to add that Technology has also um, truly opened up lines of communications. Um, I have been emailing somebody in Ireland since 2007, so 10 years. Um, 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 a young man who, who, who was 19 uh, when we first met on one of the email listservs for stuttering um um uh stuttering chat it was called and um he was incredibly isolated um had never really interacted with any other people that stuttered and really took to the email group because he was able to freely express himself in writing like he was unable to like he was unable to um verb 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 verbally um so we've kept up the communication like i said for 10 years never met in person we've never talked on skype or through google hang hang hangouts because um he believes his stuttering is so severe that 
he does not want to subject somebody else to it. So, um, I feel really, um, I, I, I feel like I've been able to impact his life in, 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 in some small way by staying in touch and, um, sharing our experiences with each other, um, for such a long period of time. And without, technology without the internet without e email that wouldn't be possible so i'm hoping that um i actually get to meet him in person one day um that would be really special so thanks for letting me contribute and um i look forward to hearing how technology has enhanced the stuttering experience experience for many of us. Thanks, Danielle. That was Pam Mertz, host of the Women Who Stutter podcast. Hi, this is Melanie Rogers, and I am the mother of a person who stutters. Um, Danny Rossi asked if we would share some thoughts as his Stuttering is Cool podcast is coming up on its 10-year anniversary, and I am happy to do so. Uh, Ten years ago, my son Nate would have been five, so that was right around the time where he was definitely stuttering. He had been stuttering since he started talking at three, um, and we started using the internet to do some research to find out more about stuttering um, and what it meant. I think that we waited a couple more years before we really pursued it. But one of the things that I am very grateful for when it comes to technology and stuttering was the ability to use the internet to find so many resources and so many wonderful people. Um, The internet led me to the National Stuttering Association and through the National Stuttering Association led me to meet so many amazing people, including Danny. Early on, when we first met Danny, we were uh, introduced to his tiger uh, character that he used, and then later on, Frankie Banky, and they were wonderful tools to help explain stuttering to kids Nate's age, and we definitely used those tools. And throughout time, um, we have continued to foster and build relationships Thanks to the internet, uh, things like Facebook and, of course, email and without technology, without the wonders of the internet, we never would have been able to find so many people that embraced their stutter. Um, I think we would have been only introduced to people, you know, in our local area. And to be honest, there aren't that many people who stutter around us. Nate is the only, um, was the only child in elementary school. Um, There are a couple other kids now in high school uh, that stutter. Um, But I credit the ability to reach out and to meet so many wonderful people um, with the internet to how he has embraced his stutter and he feels and has fully integrated his stutter into who he is. And so Nate is a very confident, um, very comfortable uh, with himself young man who who would never give up his stutter. Um, he, he's often has asked, you know, hey, if you could take a pill and your stutter would go away, would you do it? And he quickly says, hey, no, you know, stuttering made me who I am and gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't maybe have had otherwise um, and has allowed me to meet some really cool people. So, Danny, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary. We are immensely grateful for your friendship and all that you do for people who stutter around the world, and we hope you keep on doing it. Take care. And today, Nate, full-grown teenager, is giving multiple workshops at the National Stuttering Association conferences. (laughs) And may I add, his younger sister, who doesn't stutter, is also giving workshops for the siblings of kids who stutter.
Hey, Danny, congratulations on 10 years. Thank you for your service and how you've contributed to uh, the community and also just opening up new new barriers in the podcast format and then over to uh, Stutter Social. It, it, it's been an incredible 10 years. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. I know that other people have been probably saying things like, well, now it's customary to text and to not pick up your phone, which for us may not be a good thing. Um, I'm not sure living behind your phone is a, a good thing, but in a sense it is easier, so there is that. But uh, just from scientifically, uh, it's, it's been a, a similarly wild 10 years. We had the uh, seminal New England Journal of Medicine uh, article in 2010 by Kang et al., which found the first polygenetic mutation for stuttering. And this has always been kind of a close one to me because I'm one of the first 23 people I identified with this in the world. So that was kind of cool. I had one of the researchers call me up and say, hey, we don't know what's going on. Can we fly you in <laughs> to, to poke you with our stick and run a lot of uh, tests on you? But, you know, we understand that now and since then we've actually come up with four or maybe five uh, don't hold me to that other polygenetic mutations and we also know the or we're beginning to zero in I, I guess on the actual intracellular process uh, that seems to lead to stuttering in a very good big percentage of the cases so that's incredible I mean just the fact that we can begin to look into the genetics inside the cell uh relative to what stuttering is. And and that's one of the things that the scientific community is beginning to catch up on is that in this sense, stuttering is actually inside the cell. And I've always maintained for the past 10 years, if not more than that, stuttering isn't uniquely a speech pathology. It's this neurological phenomenon because our it's the genetics within each cell and the intracellular transfer of, of information. And so that might mean that stuttering might show up in your penmanship or uh, in maybe even touch typing or uh, musical expression or in sign. And what's also cool, and I've, I've really found a couple of researchers over the past few years that are doing some really neat stuff, is that since stuttering for those of us that are genetic, is, is really inside the cell when we stutter, when we repeat and prolong and, and uh, have our postural fixations. That's just the body compensating. What we thought was stuttering with our speech, that's not stuttering. That's our body trying to fix the problem. And the problem is we're kind of getting things stuck uh, on a cellular level. And this is really a game changer because the whole idea of stuttering therapy to suppress the compensations is is kind of uh, antithetical to to what it should be. And and this is why stuttering therapy probably hasn't worked. We're aiming at the wrong target. We're aiming at the body's solution, and we're trying to get the body not to solve the problem with the active stuttering when the real stuttering is inside. The cell. So this might not make any sense at all, but it's a really important point that I've been absolutely fascinated with. And then I think in the next 10 years, the mainstream uh, community, both in science and in stuttering self-help, they're going to latch on to this concept of we got to start working with stuttering actions as opposed to not suppress them. Uh, because when we work with stuttering actions, then we get to control it and manipulate it so much easier. Um, anyway, but again, Ben, uh, 10 years, I'm proud of you. Thank you so much for your service, and uh, it's just great to be a part of it. It's a great time to be alive in the stuttering community. So y'all, uh, remember to love each other uh, and be thankful for what we have. Take care, man. A great big and warm-hearted thank you to all my friends for sending in their audio and sharing their stories. And yes, that was more than 11. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Wow, what a long episode. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun to plan and to put together. And the last 10 years have been a lot of fun. This podcast has been a lot, a lot of fun to produce and 
all the wild rides that I've been on that it that that it spawns. So I uh, and as always, I want to hear from you because I want to play them on my show. This is what was my original intent of my show was clip after clip after clip. So thank you again for listening and thank you in advance for using an, yet another piece of technology on your smartphones. Use a voice memo app. And you know what? Five m- m- minutes worth and email it at coolstutter at gmail.com and I'll play it on my next episode. Well, until then, may your stuttering always be with confidence. May you have stuttering resilience and reach out and touch someone. Another another person that stutters somewhere online, help, help them. Help them or ask questions. If you need help, reach out. Reach, reach out. There's a whole awesome, whole world of awesome stutterers out there. A whole beautiful stuttering community. Super awesome people that are that are just awesome. I have no other words to say. Now, I'm going to wrap this up and go sit in the corner and fathom 10 years. <laughs> Ciao. By the way, my book, stutteringiscool.com, full details. <laughs>